Zone 9000, the official zone of 1900hotdog.com. We are the only comedy website, a true greatest of all time cast of the last people who will ever write funny articles. We are supported entirely by listeners like you. Go to patreon.com slash 1900hotdog or 1900hotdog. Dial us for fun. I'm enduring website favorite, Sean Baby, and I'm joined by Beef Magazine's alternate for the Summer of Beef's Top 10 Beard Boys, the great Robert Brockway. I'm, I'm praying for the death of number four. I, can just, <laughs> I know he's going to die soon, so I can bump up that notch. I've been trying to kill him. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's a true friend right there. Uh, I'm Robert Brockway. Here's a Brockway fact. I'm on roller skates right now. No follow-up questions unless it's, can you do a little twirl? Well, then it'd be my great pleasure to ask, can you do a little twirl? Ready? Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Fucking top-notch show already. You may recognize today's guest from Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Redfall, or Cyberpunk 2077. She's a troll and a G.I. Joe. It's superstar voice actress and second runner-up in the 2007 BlizzCon dance contest, Frito Wolf. (laughs) (laughs) why why i'm not making fun of you you know that was hot as shit you knew the whole time god well first of all thank you for doing the thing everyone does which is when they like any i have a google alert for myself because nobody tells actors anything they they don't tell you when you've been announced they don't tell you when you've been cut you're just grasping at straws in the dark yeah um and whenever i get hits for like announcements of like like a thing that just came out, like Netflix, Skull Island by Powerhouse Animation. It's all a King Kong themed thing. Mm-hmm. And they just they'll they'll just glaze the top of your latest I am to be known for. It. Nobody, nobody yeah. knows, nobody cares that I was security number two or whatever. It's just like, you know, and stuff that I'm sure somebody watched at some point, not me. Um, so good work there. <sighs> I just um, sort of picked uh ones I'd played. Like I did play Redfall. I know everybody uh, hated Redfall, but uh I got pretty far into it. You loved that game. You tried to get me to play that I game. I really, I was I trying to sell not. people on it for about three days. And then I then I hit like this patch where I couldn't find an enemy for probably 25 minutes. And I was like, okay, I guess I, I guess I see their point. But yeah, you were the, uh, the little creepy girl in that, if, if, uh, if I recall. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Daddy, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. That was me. <laughs> you sang that song too? Oh, I love that song. <laughs> Was she the enemy you couldn't find? Because this is awkward. Yes, she was. I was like, Frida, where are you at? I was texting you. I'm like, I'm looking for you. You're like, what are you fucking talking about? I'm like, I got it. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. (laughs) Oh, the freaking, the BlizzCon dance contest. First of all, I won a keyboard from that. So worth it. Oh, shit. Um, Congratulations. uh, for the, f- uh, why did I look? I think it was on the official blizzard dot, bl- you know, battle dot net, whatever forums for that. And they posted, cause they posted all the photos of people and they were like, oh, I want to interrupt real quick. Everyone would have oh. thought I was kidding. No one would have known it was real if you hadn't said all this. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> I knew it was everyone- real. As everyone knows, this, this you know, 1-800-HOT-DOG is about hard facts. Hard facts. So, you know, you wouldn't be saying if it wasn't real. Yeah. Um, th- they were hyper. This one guy was like, what's wrong with your armpits? They look weird. You were getting armpit like, shamed on the on the internet? Yeah, I was getting, and it stuck with me forever. Because, you know, you never remember the nice things people say about you online. Only, like, the weird, shitty right. comments. And then just, like, those That's will true. be your, you know, your death rattle of, like, he said I had weird armpits. <laughs> I think just, you got great armpits. I mean, I feel like I can say that as your a longtime friend. Like, nine out of ten armpits. That's yeah. true. I've been there. I've been all up in them. He's been all up in my pits. I've been, I've um, many rock bottoms you've taken. But no, I, I got a keyboard out of that dance contest, so that was worth it. 
Yeah. Whatever. I, All I the comments I saw were like nice, but not in a way that's like cute or fun. Like just real thirsty creeps. Oh, because 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 I had you know I was wearing like a peasant top and the titties were out and whatever. Anyway, glad that uh, <laughs> grade school dance classes paid off somewhere for a keyboard. Yeah, I was really surprised because I don't think we uh, ever went dancing together, and I was like, she's got some moves. I I, I used to go so in my early twenties. I went to goth club a lot, and I would get. Okay. Man, I just get feedback everywhere. I would get comments from like friends and be like, "Yeah, you don't like dance like you're at club. You dance like you're dancing." And I'm like, "Cause I was a fucking dance kid. I'm sorry. Everything <laughs> is like a dance off. You can't turn it off. You're just broken forever. You're always standing yeah. in a turnout, and you always have to do a combo. It's like automated." So you're getting like your full on like pump on at the at the goth club while everyone's trying I mean, to like mope I around. Try to fit in. Most of it, it most of it is directing airline traffic. If you can do that for a song, you, oh, sure. you fit in pretty well. And then like maybe some spurs and some some stomps, but I guess I was overdoing it or doing it too well. Sorry for looking so good. God. Right. Yeah, my sweet spot I, was MC Hammer. When MC Hammer was like the dance people did, I'm like, this is it. For two years my dance will be cool. Thrusting. All oh, yeah. thrusting. Any all direction. The time. That's, that's changing mine. directions without Nobody Just take it. It's mine. Smash it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we are frivolous men of whimsy, obviously. So one of the things we like to do here is have people on who are absolutely not experts on a subject, but that's not the case today because all three of us, of course, have killed an alligator. But Frida, you've been an actual roller derby girl. You've battled on wheels. So uh, you will have some expertise today. Because we're talking about leg. roller games broke my damn leg in derby and I never went back and I feel uh as I've been telling you guys randomly on a whim there's an American Gladiators behind the scenes documentary out on Netflix and randomly on a whim you you guys told me about this we're going to do roller games let's go roller derby without of you because we know you did derby and I thought that's great and I'm like but I'm going to procrastinate because that's one thing I do really well so yeah. I thought I'll just watch this six part documentary first or whatever <laughs> um which happens to happen to be directed by Jared Hess who's known for Napoleon mm -hmm. Dynamite and Nacho Libre which makes a lot of sense and I'm really glad I watched it before watching Roller Games because we, as the viewer, you get the end result, which is the the Vegas show spectacle, the show, the production. You get the cost, you get right. ah, you get the sensory overload, and you don't think about what's going on behind. And maybe because I've been like, you know, and not a, I think I'm not an annoying theater kid, but an annoying dancer kid, and now a voice actor. Blah, 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 blah. You got to <clears> think about what's going on behind and the American Gladiators documentary does a really good job of just making you take in what happened in production and development. Yeah. Oh my God. Just now it's like this very visceral experience because especially in a country that does not have universal healthcare, does not have insurance where the show American Gladiators did nothing. And I mean, nothing to provide for people for injury, multiple surgeries. Um, people's bodies were destroyed and thus their livelihoods forever yeah. um, from multiple tears and bicep separations and all this crap. Um, holy crap. Roller games was so much worse. Just from the basic of like so only worse. the score people have helmets that kept falling off. Just that sort of yes. crap. Decorative. Am, Purely decorative uh, helmets. Decorative. They're, oh, they're to just... emphasize the explosion of a head on the ground. Like that's what that <laughs> helmet was there for is to be like, I don't know if the people in the far stands can see their head cracking into the ground. Let's have that helmet shoot off like a cannonball every it's time. Freaking rail. I, I, maybe because I'm 41, so I'm that that much closer to death now that I'm more like concerned about you know uh, the, the ramifications of like short short term joy with long term effects. But um, I broke yeah. my fibula, which is your your two main bones in your lower leg. The tibia is the shin bone. The fibula is the little little bone that's on the outside of your ankle, right above that knob on your ankle. Um, I 
snapped that in a practice, not even in a game, because we were practicing on a shitty sport court, which is when you have um, they're like giant puzzle pieces that like slap okay, down sure. together, and that's what you skate on. And multiple pieces of those were like sticking up, Ooh. and my wheels just clipped it and snapped it. Um, I had a plate and nine uh, screws installed that I had to wear for a year. And the, the option was like, you got to have it in for a year minimum while you heal. You can keep it for life. But because it's metal and metal contracts and expands with the weather and temperature changes, I could mm. feel it yanking against the bone. Yeah, so I couldn't wait to get it out a year later. Um, and get back and on like, those wheels. Uh, you know what? I'm. This is how stupid I am. With, and this was like mm, early 30s. So like 12 years ago or so, I didn't know how to roller skate. But I'm one of those idiots <laughs> who was in. like, I'll just sh- I'll just show up and learn. That was okay. my plan. And I did. I like doing things. Look, I'm in look, I just signed up for a stand-up class because I haven't been scared or challenged in a while, and that makes me uncomfortable. If I haven't been like terif- like pants shittingly terrified in a while, something's something's wrong. I, you know, I grew up with a lot of tension, so I gotta have a little danger. But mm-hmm. like low stakes danger though. Like whatever, you know, emotional injury I'll get attempting to open mic stand-up is probably easier than snapping my leg and learning how to walk again over six months or six probably. weeks later. So, um, yeah, I'm oddly qualified <laughs> to talk about roller games. And I just appreciated that. Like, for example, when I did it, we all had to wear helmets that right. couldn't fall off. And like, you know, all the elbow knee pads and um, wrist guards and all that stuff, because even despite all those precautions, people still got fucked up badly, permanently. There are women in roller derby who have like permanent claw hands from the yeah. level of like shattering wrist bones. So, it, I, yeah, I... Uh, my my butthole was clenched the whole time this afternoon watching roller games. Holy crap! Just so much so much production, and for what? For what? I hope I hope all those people, <laughs> you know, went on to have productive lives where they could function function and walk. Maybe not too much arthritis from like breakage and, and snap tendons or whatever. But like, dear God, was it worth it? Yeah. Was it worth it? I don't know. Spoiler: yeah. No, it it's wasn't. Not. Because that American Gladiators documentary, the the one thing I noticed, I only watched the first episode so far. Also, it's really good. Everybody should watch it. Mm-hmm. But in the first first episode they mentioned like we went we went to the expo where you know you're gonna sell this show and then we realized oh my god roller games is doing this exact same thing except they're also on roller skates right. we're so fucked we're they so fucked and think they think that this was such a threatening show to them like everyone's gonna be watching roller games everybody because they because they know what roller derby is so that's your entry point and plus it's you know the spectacle of being on skates like we're gonna get destroyed there's no way we stand a chance with the the behemoth in the room and then they cut to somebody <laughs> and he's like well you know they got canceled in their first year yeah nobody just gone all of that for what for nothing it turns out i did watch this when i was a kid i was i guess i was about 13 and i remember thinking uh this was great because i think it came at a time when my brother and i had been banned from wrestling because we had watched wrestling and beat the shit out of each other and so this was just almost wrestling and so we're like well, all right we're watching this and uh you know my parents weren't they weren't like involved parents their idea of parenting was like we're taking a thing away from you and then like not watching us for a week and so like they didn't notice that this was exactly wrestling we beat the shit out of each other after we watched this but anyway (laughs) we watched it and we were really uh even as children were like this this doesn't make any fucking sense because it's very fake and very obviously fake like wrestling but the racing seemed real sometimes and then when it was fake you're like i feel like this part's fake like they're like they kind of goose the points i mean yeah it's and, fake, but it's also like extremely real. Yeah, uh, yeah, like in the wrestling way of like this is very dangerous, but it's also uh, 
uh, it's like a fake sporting event, which which had a it just felt totally pointless. Like it just it pushed the the pointlessness to a rate to a level where you're like, well, I don't care about any of this. Then, I guess it was too much. It was it was. I mean, we'll we'll get through it, but it was sensory overload. It was, I kept thinking yes. the main thing I wanted to say here was like it was doing too much and at the same time not enough, uh, which, which is what, it point. was doing. It was doing way too much with like every the teams and the gimmicks and the characters and like inventing storylines all, all the wrestler stuff but um but also like there's a there's a gator pit with like ex- right. extreme animal abuse I was getting so upset we were at the we went to the natural history museum the other day and we're there's a there's a in Los Angeles there's a California native LA native species they do a really great job of like making you aware of the animals that are here where we live and mm-hmm. there's an exhibit where there's live rattlesnakes and my husband had to tell this grown ass middle aged woman to stop tapping the glass and he wasn't doing it to be a hall monitor there's a huge sign that says don't tap right. the glass and upset the snakes and she was like oh oh I'm I'm sorry <laughs> like like she was doing it in private I don't know people are assholes yeah, so they had apply to everybody they don't mean it like doesn't I mean to old ladies not to tap on the glass. Right. Every one of those roller skaters skated right on by and tapped on that alligator tank. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Yeah. It just the habit bringing out these like you know animals to like a screaming in arena and all these lights and they're thrashing and there's people taunting them and it was just the duct tape mouth. It was but so... animal was there. He was going to take care I, of it. He's nice. Have you looked him up? I didn't have time to wiki, but he felt. I mean, the accent was pretty darn good for like Nordic if he was putting one on. It was decent. I thought was, he was remember, just. Yeah, a lot I of they these just people, found that guy in the fjords. Yeah, that like, was just just a, maybe, a dumb, just a big from, dumb dude. From American Gladiators, a lot of these people were frankly like failed actors, like actors who just yeah. weren't getting in for casting, but because they were you know former athletes, they could they could sell their body for whatever window of time that they could, and to get on TV and take their shot. So I was wondering how much of that was going on with with roller games. I think it's completely appropriate that we're jumping in without even starting or explaining any part of roller games because that's how roller games starts. That's how roller games. It starts with just such an explosion of stuff, actual explosions, but there's like chanting. And then there's like American flag bikini girls. There's a clip of a woman jumping onto a man's face. You just can't wrap your head around anything. Sick warped warped 90s graphics. I have a a clip actually of of the intro. Um. And then that was an explosion. From the world famous Super Roller Dome, it's a sellout crowd for the television premiere of Roller Games. Tonight, it's a bone crunching matchup for the coveted gold. Can Mr. Mean beat the odds on the Wall of Death? Will <laughs> Dar the Star outshine Sweet Stephanie in a hair pulling punch out? Plus, Devastating alligator pit. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking song. So good. They know this part is so good, and you will if you watch this this pilot, you will hear this this just this part for like a 40, 45 straight minutes. Yeah. A good twenty percent of the show is just exactly what we listen to with different lines and different explosions. Like it, it fucking rules. And the guy animal we're talking about is dressed like Tarzan and he's there to just like wrangle the gators, but he's obviously not there to wrangle the gators. They so just got no. like the hunkiest Tarzan dude to just they stand show the nudely. Guy yeah. That wrangles and, the gators. They yeah. show, they actually show the totally guy in the blue guy. shirt, the chubby, like middle-aged guy that comes out and like actually holds the gator for him. And then he gets out there and it's yes. like, look, he flexes a little bit, <laughs> gently like touches the alligator. Like I'm really scared. It's so good. Yeah. They like duct tape him shut. Never- 
Yeah, and the, the dance number at the end is very. All I could think was like, this is showgirls. This is this is cringy, campy showgirls. <laughs> yes. yeah. It's so the hot. best. We're but way ahead. This is also uh, right from that. I'm not jumping. That right just from that intro immediately. <laughs> you know, this is a, this is a commercial from RoboCop. Like down yes. to the punchline. Like the punchline when it when it sets up. You know, this familiar over the top kind of cheesy spectacle, and then he's like. And the alligator pit, like that's the shit you would see on RoboCop yep. that pushes that's it that little joke. bit into absurdism. It's got the timing and everything. Yeah. And I would say that this is, if it's alligators and they want the danger, but I think they went way too far into the sexy. Cause like when they give him that little alligator to carry, it, it doesn't look like, oh, I'm carrying an animal cause I'm an animal wrangler. It looks like he was just like fucking a bunch of gators and he's like discarding the orgy's weakest participant. Like, <laughs> like there, I don't think this guy can carry anything without looking like that. This guy goes to the grocery store and they're like, Hey, fucking hunk, you can't fuck those eggs. He's like, no, I'm, just, I'm just buying the eggs. And they're like, oh, I don't buy it. Too sexy. <laughs> really, really good approximation of whatever that accent was. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it like a, uh, Metalocalypse voice. Like, Nordo uh, German metal, for yeah. sure. So the teams come bursting out, and we first meet the world famous world champion T Birds. And when we say meet, like 10 of them just shoot past the, the camera, and the announcer says, They play by the rules. So, like, that's like the level of announcing. Like, so right off the bat, the show's like, Look, you can jerk off to this, but we are writing this for babies. And uh, all American, <laughs> all Americans. Yeah, they're all American. They play by the rules. You get it. But then also, they absolutely don't. They're just total fucking assholes like everybody else. Uh, but the again, very next very team, they, they set up like exactly. I have this in my notes. As soon as they like the world champion T Birds, the all American, they play by the rules. And the very next team that busts out is the Violators. They got right. skull graphics and black uniforms. Their co- their coach is. The skull, just a, a, a guy in a Halloween biker costume with a little whip. And I, I wrote down like, a okay, Halford so costume. Let's be specific. It was extremely yeah. Judas Priest. Extremely. It was definitely with, with yeah, little effort. Sure. Had that Judas Priest edge. But like immediately you're like, okay, well, these are the guys in the finals. Right. They're the bad guys. They play yeah, by their you're own. You're the bad guys. Here's the good say. guys. They're the first two people you meet. Strangely enough, they actually say that in the show because they're talking about the controversy of the Gator Pit, and the announcer actually says the good guys don't want it and the bad guys do. So they, there's no moral ambiguity on the show, uh, and I think the Violators uh, they're kind of like the Oakland Raiders. And when I say kind of like the Oakland Raiders, one of the announcers says they're modeled after the Oakland Raiders. So <laughs> they need you as the audience to understand these. These are the Oakland Raiders. Uh, the next is the Rockers. And uh, they are all not just roller skaters, but rock stars. They're like all music, in a band musicians. together. Apparently right. a 14-piece rock band. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking doing Arcade Fire in 1989. Uh, I love it. They have an entertainment attorney mascot, uh, which is, I think, a great choice. So she's just like very stern, like 80s business lady. Power suit um, lesbian. Yes, yes, power suit lesbian, who just needs to let her hair down and, you know, learn how to party. Uh there's the bad attitudes and they're the bad boys. They have an old lady for a manager who is just fucking <laughs> her thing is she's cranky. Uh, so congratulations on a cranky on that. old lady in like an, a, a rose pantsuit. Like yes. grandma is going line dancing. Yeah. Like I feel like when I saw her, it felt like I was coming in 40 years too late on a thing where it's like, Oh, this character has been established over like the course of several human generations. Like, <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like she, her her jacket or something. I'm like, this is this has been her signature jacket for decades. I don't yeah, know. they do re- they do refer to her as like some sort of controversy in the '60s, as though she's been doing this for right. like 30 years. Which I have no idea if this was actually a thing. I'm assuming it they're just making was. that all up. Yes. Um. This there was a roller derby league that it ended in 1975, and so this was like rebuilding it for the '90s. It had been gone for 14 or 15 years. And, so was uh, Little Ralphie actually one of the skaters little, from back then? Little Ralphie is a legit like roller derby legend. I looked him up. Uh, That's fantastic. I have him later in my notes. We'll get to him. But um, uh, we still need to meet Hot Flash. And they are, they're named after Symptom of Menopause, but they're the sexy team. Right? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand how, like, first of all, Hot Flash, you have to make a menopause joke. You have to. It's right there. But they were just a bunch of, like, you know, 20-year-olds, 20, 20 like, oh, man, like, with nothing. They didn't even have a theme. What was they the did, theme? They're, they're just they the were sexy. Ones. Yeah. yeah. They were the hot the, ones. They, that's all the hunks and baits. That what, that's what Hot Flash means, fellas. That's, that's a Hot Flash. Yep. You're a young, hot kid when you when you have Hot Flashes. Um, the manager is like a chubby tugboat captain and he comes out and they're like, he's the ultimate party animal. I love this it. was literally a Horatio Sands character. Like yes. he actually, they actually, he must've stolen that outfit and vibe from this show. <laughs> I, it's, it's so insane already. We're meeting people and taking in concepts at a rate indescribable by time. This is like, uh, have you seen that Avengers movie where Dr. Strange like searches potential futures for the one true timeline that that's what we're doing here now, this is uh, i swear to god this is maybe a minute and a half in because the first i want to say like five minutes of this took me about 45 minutes to get through because i have kept having to pause and write down like oh, okay I'm so glad it's not just me. I, I did the same thing and i was like because i watched it just before this i'm like holy shit i'm not gonna finish in time but i did have at one point i was like just stop stop stopping stop stopping stop taking notes stop 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 just watch it yeah you can so stop during like the matches <laughs> but like their yeah, exposition they laid yeah. out 800 characters why yeah. you should care about them and their their themes their their histories the past several decades of, of grudges they have you fucking yeah. what get to the next I've, one that's the perfect that's the perfect example i honestly don't think i've ever seen anything presented better and sexier and i've seen frida wolf do the female blood elf dance at the 2007 <laughs> dance contest with american gladiators what they got right and i think maybe learned because roller games was on at the time is that they 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 dumped it down first of all they had one woman uh executive producer she knocked back they, they wanted cheerleaders as well so yeah. we would have cheerleaders she's like why why we have women competitors? Are we gonna have male cheerleaders? And they're like, Ugh. so she thankfully. But the, the lack of bedazzling in American Gladiators, I think, gave it validity because they were like, no, this is <laughs> this has to be as close to like real athleticism, real yeah. like Greek spirited games. Um, and and like I think that's what made helped make the distinction. I mean, they still have the same commonality of like you know ruining bodies and lives and not really helping people out and whatever. But they right. they dumbed down. They didn't have storylines. They dumbed down um, gladiator characters to. Like, like either like you're suave, you're sexy, you're the heel or whatever, but kept it mm-hmm. very, very simple. And then they made sure that the contenders could be every man enough so that the audience could project themselves and be like, I could do that. And that sure. gave you some sort of investment versus being like, I could never do that. So that that it's just a formula of things that they the first season you could see in the documentary was like a disaster and like the the games were like nobody knew what they were doing they were making rickety ass bridges and shit and I could not believe those like, oh so scary games 
just madness too. Like, what if we just shove a guy and he sticks to a wall? And, and what like, they didn't the test it. <laughs> yeah, like, well, they, he doesn't stick to the wall. I don't they know, found that out live, live on air. They found out. It is truly shocking. Nobody broke their neck and died, or sustained permanent brain injury. It was, yeah. it was really alarming to watch. Just a miracle that 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 the worst they walked away with is like you know, um, separated ACLs and biceps and tendons and whatever right. um, stuff they could limp away with, but like still have their heads intact. Good lord. Um, but I think, I, yeah, the American Gladiators pared down and simplified, maybe dumbed down for the audience so that you could tune in any week and there's no storyline or anything. It's just, you yeah. know, the formula, you got new contestants, let's go. It's Wheel of Fortune, it's Jeopardy, it's reliable, it's comforting. Roller games, you would need a guide. Opposite. Yeah. You would need a website. <laughs> the first follow. five minutes, like, here's, we've got lore, everybody. Get ready for the lore. Yeah. Oh, all right, to get back to it, the next group is the Maniacs. <laughs> right. And can I just read the sentence he actually says? Oh, Please. This group of mercenaries have a score to settle, and they look to astrology for their game plan. <laughs> yeah, so they're like paramilitary oh, mercenaries, and their manager is uh, is a wizard. Dictated by the stars, of yeah. course. And their manager is Guru Drew, who comes out looking like Party City Rasputin. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, uh, you start off like, I, oh, yeah, the All-American team. Okay, the bad boys. All right, well, I've got this. And then they just get increasingly insane until you're like, this is our mercenary crew. They ran out of ideas. They didn't, like, talk about, it's not just poor writing. Like, they couldn't they couldn't execute the simple, the simplest ideas of the teams of, like, if you want to do, like, a hippy-dippy Zodiac whatever, like, let them be, right. like, hate Ashbury hippies sure. or whatever. Yeah, but There, there was nothing there. They just had this poor gentleman in, like, like an Indian-style turban swami situation, like, a Zoltar and then they were like the maniacs which insinuates mental illness but they didn't even look what was the uniform did they they, they just looked they were kind of just paramilitary like commandos unmemorable yeah forgettable throwaway team never heard from and them this again this was like in the era of Rambo like their manager could have been Rambo and they could have been like camouflage military guys and they could like, this could have just been the A team it could George, have just been the right Hannibal, George Papard, oh light God. up there just as the manager, and then every single person is from the A team. It's yep. just ten, a ten person A team. You'd need seven Murdochs, but like you, you could make yeah. oh, no seven Mister T's. That's the way to go. No, there could only be one. <laughs> that's true. Uh, uh, so okay, so they, they they invite sixty men and women out, and then they all start to dance by the wall of death in this just. E- it's so fucking enormous, this this set. And then the man sings the entire theme song while he's like walking through the crowd. And I, I guess I guess we can try to describe him. I, I wrote down that he sort of looks like your wedding singer if you got married by Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Uh, he's kind of got one little patch of hair and it's all ponytail. Uh, when he sings, his only, his only face is terrified. Um, I looked him up. Uh, he's the brother-in-law of Michael Bolton's cousin. His name is Ponytail Cream <laughs> Bolton, sex offender DDS. Uh, I, made it, I made it all up. I made all of it up. No, his real name is Doug Getchell. He wrote more songs for this show, including the theme song for the Gators. He's my new favorite musician because this this show, we'll get to it eventually, but it has like six expositional theme songs for every <laughs> Yes, everybody gets a song. Uh, <laughs> it's wonderful. I just wrote down, uh, he's the guy you picture when somebody says guy in a ponytail. Uh, mm-hmm. No, no, not the attractive one. Yeah, two thirds of his mass is shoulder pads and they're sewn into like a, a bright yellow tiger. <laughs> tiger <blazer. swear> suit. <laughs> I kept uh, thinking this is, the, this is the poor man's sax man from, uh, yes. you know, Lost Boys. But, yes. you know, he looks so tired. Yeah. 
He's that yeah, guy's grandpa. Not enough, not enough hair to pull together in a, in a thread of a ponytail. It was, yeah. Like what you realize is that through this through this whole intro, they've been doing the rock, rock, rock and roll their games like on loop. And then they cut to him in the stands and you're like, wait a minute. This has been a live band this whole time. And he's just been like wrestling his way through the stands doing the same loop. Y'all, these kids got to be 50 feet further away from me. He's <laughs> not a not negotiable. He looks like he's going to die at any point. Yeah. He's just like, this is so fucking hard. He looks so scared. Um, they go down to trackside. They have a trackside reporter. Her name is Shelly Jameson. And she has sort of legally covered her erogenous zones in red saran wrap, I guess is her outfit. She's got like just sort of a horizontal line of shiny red uh, just to make it legal for her to go outside. She looked like the trophy girl at the end of every pizza arcade game. Just yes. they, all, they all came out of a mold and it just, it made me kind of sad about, because it made me think about, uh, the older I get, the more happy I am for newer generations because they get this sort of like wealth of media, of representation, mm-hmm. of like, it's that thing where like men can be anything, but women can only fit a certain mold. And that mold has like slowly but surely been broken out a bit and a bit and like chipped away where like you can be a different height or size or weight or shape or tit size or ass size or her hair or skin color or whatever and this poor woman was just like she was clearly like poured into like the bleach skinny stick yeah. big teased hair you could have you could have um interchanged her with any arcade game trophy girl like you know the two broads at the side of the guy who's like, oh, I'm the winner, yeah. whatever you just want to do buggy race You're, or yeah, just, you came it. in third and place in a dude buggy race here's a shelly jameson yeah, and if you didn't look like that, you just weren't a woman. Period. Like if you weren't if you weren't like the Christina Applegate, uh, married with children, poured mold, you just didn't qualify as female. It's which it's is- really all the things you're saying are very apt because like when I was looking at her, I'm like, this is the wrong haircut. This is the wrong outfit for this woman. It's clear like she's she just had to do this. Yeah, there, there's just one way to look choice. like a woman if you wanted to be on camera. And to that point, again with American Gladiators, the first three women that they had on there were all identical. They were made to have yeah. the same big blonde hair mm-hmm. and the same amount of steroids, but no, that they were identical. So like when the first black woman came on, she was like, I just felt so, I, I, she she felt like she didn't have permission to be there because she just didn't fit the mold. Yeah. So progressive, they had two black women gladiators at one point. Um, but they, they talk a lot about, again, because um, there were so few gladiators and no one was protecting them from production again, from like injury and surgery, helping them with nothing. They only had each other. So they have, they were trauma bonded. They were all yeah. very tight. And they talked about since they had no one else to look out for them. Um, and then like some of the, uh, some of the gladiators were like openly gay. There were a few lesbians. Um, there's, they were like, it was, there was no judgment. They were all extremely fraternal. They still, to this day, they're all like in their sixties. They have TikToks. They do group TikToks. It's really adorable. It was, <laughs> I was, adorable. I was telling you right guys. Around in, the in, same like, giant in, ball. Yeah. <laughs> the same hamster wheel. I was telling you guys like in an email, like I was crying at the end and you were like, oh no, I don't want to watch it. If somebody died. I'm like, no, it's not, not that anybody died. It's just that they were like, they matured together as a group as like a bunch of like 20 year olds doing roids and um, growth hormone. And then like working, being real adults and working through their, their personal issues. So like there's multiple guys breaking down about like, I worked out my daddy issues and I got through the other side of toxic masculinity and now I'm a real man and I'm a better father. And then one guy talks about like being there for a make a, a make a wish kid. And by the end I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't want to be so emotional about American gladiators. Those are again, just, those are the things that they got right by just sort of like dumbing it down. Roller games is none of that it was just and i I'm, I'm from las vegas so i love a good show i love a good spectacle i love a lot of lights but this was just sort of like the the party uh trash punch of shows 
Yeah, so much. I mean, no wonder it lasted for a minute. Another thing that was great that American Gladiators did, and there was a few exceptions to this, but for the most part, when American Gladiators showed you like, here's here's our new game, what we're doing, you could look at it and be like, okay, I get it. Yeah, like it's it's they're you, trying to put you, the ball in that. Yeah. yeah, or you fall off that thing, or you got to find that guy. Like you, they would they could just do like an overhead shot of it, and at most like two sentences. Here, they never explain how it works at all. Uh, you have to put it together from like 14 different yep. instances. They explain it on the fly 20 different ways. Scattered throughout the entire show to the point that they're still explaining it at like the final minutes of the match. Yeah. They're like, oh, he did this, therefore, you're like, okay, well, yeah. I don't the know. The production also is always like a bit behind. So it'll be like, oh, this guy's doing that. And then the camera will get to him like after the announcer has told us what happened. And so it's really hard to follow the action. I mean, and how would it not be? There's 10 people shooting around a, a figure eight track and there's two distinct like actions happening or I get maybe even three because you have to follow both the jetters uh, who score points. Should we try to explain the rules of roller games or is that futile? Yeah, let's give it a shot. Okay. <laughs> Each team has uh, five players because they separate the men and the women and one of them's a jetter. And the Jetter's job is to the shoot only one with the helmet. The pack. Yes, they get helmets. By they the get way, a special in modern parlance, and I don't know why, but in present day roller derby, that's called the Jammer. And it took okay. me a while to. I'm like, wait, why are they called the Jetter? Anyway, Jammer is the score person. Jetter. So then, uh, the ja- the Jetter, the Jammer, they shoot up the wall of death, the 14 foot wall with two lines on it. If you go over the top line, you have to take three big strides. That's worth six points. The smaller line is worth two points. It seems like a really hard thing to do. You have to get up near the lip of this thing. And I, I assume on the other side is maybe mattresses or certain death. I don't know, but, but you're fucking out. If you go over the wall, which seems like an easy thing to do if you're going for maximum points. Uh, there's another player next to you. So there's the danger of like smashing into the, your competitor. You come down off of that. You have to do a jump and everyone knows how fun it is to fucking do a jump on roller skates. Uh, so everybody hates this. Everybody doing this jump looks like a 50 year old getting out of a movie van, moving van. It's like, Oh, oh shit. That jump. Ow, ow, ow. And, you and how are the points <laughs> awarded to whatever this is? Because I never... You get two points if you don't eat shit, guaranteed. And there's a line. If you clear the line, you get six points. I only saw oh, one guy clear line. the line. Okay. Yeah. And he almost no died. Idea. Like he had, to, he had to go down on one knee, which I guess does not count as going down. Uh, so that's... And again, keep in mind, this is a, already hard to do. And it's fake. The, all of the comp- competition's fake. So some of these guys might be choosing not to do stuff because they don't want to get points. Uh, and then after they do all that, they catch up to the pack of dudes and they have to fight their way through uh, four roller skaters. They get a point for getting past each one. There are seemingly no rules. Uh, they mention you can't do the sharp part of your elbow, but you can just do full pro wrestling shit. So they're like grabbing them and throwing over the railing, front flipping with them. At some point, and I have no idea what the criteria is, but somebody on one of the teams can tap their helmet and then it's all over. Right. I I never determined I never determined what that meant. But sometimes somebody (laughs) would tap their helmet and they'd go, Oh, nope, that was it. And everybody will skate off. You're like, what what the fuck? That can't be it. The guy did that. He the his opponent had fallen down, didn't get any points. He went all the way around the track and then knee dropped him. Got up and knee dropped him again. Then he's like, okay, that's it. We're done. I have no idea what determines that. Did I miss anything? It feels like that's the points. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Sure. And if there's a tie, in case of a tie, fucking alligator pit. Yeah. If there's a tie, you fight alligators. 
As I'm assuming now, Frida is that I'm, I'm assuming that's part of roller derby. Animal abuse in any form is just really hard to watch, and maybe it's just, it's just having the the for the hindsight of maturity. Because like you know, a, a kid at the circus, you're like, wow, they love doing it because they get fed in a warm bed. That's not how any of this works, Jesus. So uh, unnecessary alligator pit with these poor animals thrashing in a multi you know hundred thousand person stadium, lights screaming, and people. I was kind of stunned that nobody got bit because they got really close while the poor things are like, you know, scared and thrashing and stuff. I I, I was wondering, I, I was thinking they must be to some point degree sedated. They must have been to some degree sedated just for safety, which is also fucked up. Yeah, I bet you're right. The, they cut back to uh, the late, the dune buggy prize lady. And I wrote down, this was really strange because they cut to her and then she was just making weird rapid fire rock and roll references. Uh-huh. So she was like, Lita Ford is scared of the gators and Warren didn't think it was exactly heaven. And I just wrote, holy shit, what is she talking about? This is like <laughs> if this Motobot generated a list of the moistest 90s bands. It's just fucking madness. Yeah, she name drops. I thought she was talking about other players. And then I noticed every time they would like pull up names of like people on, on the rink at that moment. They didn't consistently have nicknames. Yeah. So like half of them would be like, you know, uh, Skinny Minnie and Rosario Delgado. What? It's like <laughs> it, it, when I was doing roller derby, like having having a handle was the point. You know, I, right. I was tits, I was tits ahoy, a thousand tits delicious because I had breasts at the time. That's a great name. And then like after like an OC, OC reader or something, because it was in Orange County. They were like, um, which was dumb because all of them had spicy names and they were like um frida you need to change it i'm like fine i'll be splits ahoy be boring whatever part of the fun of like doing something this ridiculous is to have a cool name and it was Mm -hmm. bizarre to me that they didn't enforce that it was very disorienting yeah Yeah. there was a charles saunders there and they they would just be like "Ooh, icebox and mr mean are going at it and here's charles saunders yeah to give them a loan uh yeah because when they cut to the the you're right. The graphics didn't have their nicknames on them. So that was confusing. They had numbers, but not pictures. And so while you're watching, uh, you're like, I don't I don't know what's going on here. So you thought maybe Warrant was on the track? Like Warrant was... was I was pretty sure just, Warrant like wasn't said, there. It was disorienting because it came out of nowhere. It was a reference to nothing. They it were, was they a reference just... to nothing, except they eventually... Uh, I have solved this mystery if it's, oh. if it's a big, if it's a no, big deal later. I'm very curious. Oh, okay. Uh, they kept cutting away to the crowd, and you were supposed to think, oh my God, yes. that's Debbie Harry. Oh my God, that's George what? Michael. Oh my God, that's Warrant. And, and in then the credits. In the credits, it was Rob Smith's celebrity lookalikes. Yes, I have uh, that So they, they provided oh, celebrity Vegas. lookalikes to I cut know. away in the crowd, and then <laughs> specifically lied about them by name, which yes. you're not allowed to do. <laughs> I was going through my notes. Uh, I thought it was weird that they kept cutting to people in the crowd they thought looked cool. Because one guy's like, are they cutting that guy? Because he kind of looks like Tom Cruise. And then I saw that in the credits. I'm like, oh my God, they they were trying to make us think celebrities were watching. But they were like, okay. They were okay. Like I recognized like that guy kind of looks like George Michael, but not for a second did I think, oh my God, is that George Michael? Yeah. But in 480i, that might've worked with the scan lines. Oh, that's true, huh? I'm not, I'm not giving it that credit, but that's incredible that they also named them. Like you're not supposed to name them. You're supposed to be, everybody knows who that is. And then you, maybe you make a reference to their movie or their song or whatever. Yeah. But they're like, that's Debbie Harry. And she's afraid of this alligator. (laughs) Like what if, what if she's really specifically not, she could sue you for libel. She could prove it by wrestling an alligator in court. Yeah. She could kiss any alligator on the mouth and then you owe her a million dollars. (laughs) 
<laughs> so they show uh, they, there's a big cup that everyone's competing for. Uh, the first matchup is the T-Birds versus the Bad Attitudes. And this this is just, for me, because I'm watching it for the first time, just a whirlwind of nonsense. Now, before we start that first match, uh, 40 minutes into the podcast, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, as we said, the de- this is the densest part. This is the yes. densest part of everything. My notes get real thin after this once they start yep. skating. Uh, two of the teams are like the, your favorite teams, the, the, the or at least the ones you're most curious about, uh, Hot Flashes and... The maniacs, the right. astrological mercenaries, and the, the sexy menopause teens are eliminated off screen. <laughs> yeah, this is the first episode. The first minutes of the first episode, and then as soon as they finish introducing them, they're like, and they won't be coming back. <laughs> it's so we're so deep into a story, and like we just learned this thing exists. Uh it's just like watching jumping in at season seven of a TV show. So they uh we learned like that, that each team kind of has enforcers like these, they have monster man and the ice box and that's their sort of job to be really big at the back of the pack and knock you down when you try to pass them. Uh, the, the one thing I noticed here is they are launching these dudes over the railing in a way that seems, uh, really close to untrained. Like, uh, like it feels like they might've done this a couple times, but it doesn't, it does not even look like we're watching an amateur pro wrestling show. It looks like these guys are just fucking, crazy and have no regard for their personal safety they're strangling there's a lot of fake fighting one of them tries to kill uh ralphie valadaris the living legend which I the living was, legend because he looks very he looks like he's five feet tall he's he i, I don't know i don't know how old he was uh but he's a little I chubby he's gotta be mid-50s yeah oh older than that uh this is At three least. years after he retired from roller derby uh and he came back for this show he started doing this in 1953 so like when the Vietnam War ended, the troops came home and were like, holy shit, Ralphie Valadares is still roller skating? <laughs> That's how fucking old this guy is. He kind of uh, had some moves too, but he was going to die. It's clear he's done this a couple times. So basically, like I mentioned earlier, the sport, this was a real sport that ended in 1975. They added the music performances, the fake fighting, the alligators, uh, of course, the stars of the hit song Roller Gator, which we'll, we'll play later. And you know what? Let's play right now. The alligators get an expositional theme song. Munching, it, you know what that reminds me of is when my daughter watches YouTube and the, the little kids are doing like videos and they're talking about like killing people in video games. They'll have like softer words for that so that they can be on YouTube kids. 
And so they'll call it like, you know, I got oofed or I got munched. Like, that's what this sounds like to me. It sounds like a, someone wrote this awesome song about a gator just eating people alive. And someone's like, could you soften that for the six-year-olds watching? Can we, uh, can we emphasize how horny this is? Because yeah. it's <laughs> extremely horny. Like, maybe not the oh, song. God. The song is just is sexy and funky and it's great. And I will accept yeah. no criticism of it. But as, as that starts, there's just like 10 women in basically no clothing right. writhing uh, lustily. And then animal comes out and just he kind of dry humps female animal. And it has nothing to do with alligators for the longest time. They're just like barely clothed, primitive, outfitted people uh, dry humping each other. You're like, why are we why are we dry humping each other about alligators? Yeah, You're so it's, confused. It's and then like. So- Sexy beyond all reason. And then like eight guys come out carrying one alligator very unhappily and they show it for like a second and you're like, oh, okay. I guess I'm reminded that an alligator is here. And then it's like, now back to the thrusting. It's just, it's really close to a real sport. And it's very frustrating because I bet there's some of these people that are kind of used to playing this as a real sport and trying to win. And then other people are fucking around doing suplexes like for the first time. Uh, So... It's so know. interesting how they've done it because like it, it is, it's clearly faked for a lot of things. Like at one of the point they talk about Icebox is going to do his deep freeze. And you're like, oh my God, what's Icebox's deep freeze? And then he lays down on top of a guy and kind of vibrates for a little bit. And then the guy <laughs> pretends like that hurts a lot. Yeah. Like it's the fakest, dumbest thing. You would laugh it off in wrestling when you were like nine. You'd be like, okay, <laughs> let's, you know, let's try to take it's, it seriously, folks. It's a joke move, right. But and so the choreography is all that. But while that choreography is is happening where they're doing like, oh, I'm pretending to rub my forearm on his face and he hates it. There's a guy in the background just slipping on nothing and bashing his fucking skull to pieces. <laughs> like, right. like, yeah, people are getting seriously. It's not where you think they're getting seriously hurt. Like we're play yeah. fighting in the front while somebody else just breaks their arm in half 20 Absolutely. feet in back of them. It's fucking it's- crazy to watch. I've had a lot of uh, like dangerous and stupid hobbies and I, I feel confident as a stupid expert that every two hours you do this, someone never walks right again. Every episode they film fucking cripples somebody forever. They have the world's, they built the world's raddest ankle shattering machine. I think the entire audience is just fake Tom Cruises and ACL surgeons with a handful <laughs> of business cards. This is just fucking death trap. I bet they're the same person. I mean, it, fake Tom Cruise <laughs> yeah, is, is doing a C minus job. He's got to have another hustle. Yeah. I'm a terrible Tom Cruise, but I'm an okay knee surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> so God, so I have in my notes here that the, the guy in the helmet gets flung over the rails. Um, and I guess it seems like impossible to do. And I, I'm trying to describe like the way they're like bashing into each other. Everything feels like really easy and a very impossible depending on the script. Like sometimes they just squeeze right past somebody. Other times a guy just keep hitting with an elbow over and over and over and they can't get back up. And it's just like we, as a viewer, I don't know uh, what the fuck is happening. I don't know what the stakes are. I don't know what the challenges are. And this is normally when a manager would come in and try to help the storytelling. Uh, But the uh, Miss Georgia Haas, the lady we're talking earlier, the old lady, or maybe the very young lady, she'll come in and just fucking scream at the camera to get out of her face. So her only job is to go to that camera and explain the story or the conflict or whatever. And she just fucking says, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing any of this. Why are you even pointing that at me? I I, I came here to, to watch the roller skating. 
Who are you? They made some of the meanest fat jokes I've ever heard. It wasn't about. nice. Like when it wasn't one of the players called Shamu. It wasn't. Kind no, that was him. They called him. Oh, Shamu. It was him as well. Yeah, just oh, that was him. so confusing. He, he was oh. skating up. Like they had this choreographed bit where one of one of their you know lead guys, one of their jetters, is getting strangled, and he's supposed to skate up and help him. But there was somebody else there that just died, not in a planned way. Was just like writhing on the ground, and so. Because that's like half their choreography is just like, oh, all of these other people are hurt and it has nothing to do with this. So he tripped on that and just fell down and ate shit when he was clearly supposed to like do a cool move. Yes. And the announcer like laughs in the middle of describing it and just says like, nice job, Shamu. And then they stop and just make a bunch of fat jokes about it. That guy straight up almost million dollar babied himself. Like he came down neck first on the lip of that track. Like... There, there, every for every one of these like choreographed fights, and there are so many where they like you can see them clearly lining up. Okay, he's waiting, like he's specifically waiting for this move, and that this other guy has to catch up to him. Somebody else, not related to that, one of the other like people that is not involved in that particular story, is just lying on the ground in pain, (laughs) and they have to try to work around him, and they don't. They just all fall over him. They just all smash into him. Uh, There was a moment when the ladies came out and like the choreography got a little more intense. Like as the, as the match goes, they, they're no, they're no longer like really racing. Like it becomes very scripted and it becomes very deliberate. And so they come up and it's Gonzalez versus the brat. And this lady dances Gonzalez. she like dances up the fucking wall. Like she has nothing to live for. Like she came so close to going over the edge. Then a brawl break breaks out. And this girl named skinny mini uh, throws like a flying kitty cat slap at someone's head that, to me, like demonstrated an absolute lack of control. Like she's basically just hitting people and hope it won't land on an eyeball and an eardrum. Like, like it, she's not hitting people hard, but like hard enough that like you can't just throw it wild at someone's face and hope like things work out. Uh, and I guess that's that's the point I was trying to make earlier is that none of these people have like even the most basic of like stage fighting training to to do anything. They're just kind of hitting each other not as hard as they can. Um. And except for the the several times per minute where they accidentally eat shit in the middle of yes. like a, a wind up to a punch and then just ram into the other person for real. <laughs> right. Did they ever follow up the skater that like straight up went over the bowl out the other end? No, he's, like, he's never... gone. Yeah, he's... <laughs> they just disappeared into the void. They just disappeared. Yeah, that that was like. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? In he show? went straight. Okay, you're supposed to. They do this like whip. Right, where you're, you skate up behind somebody and they use their momentum and kind of give it to you and whip them ahead. I think they double or triple whipped him or something. Yeah, and immediately he was like, I have never skated this fast before in my life. Like his <laughs> knees, I recognize that posture from me trying to learn how to ski at 13 oh, was just like, yeah. your knees are in. You're like, I'm, I don't know what's happening. He didn't even try to turn. He just went straight up the wall of death and went over it like it was a ramp. And then he just disappeared from sight and then was apparently never commented on again. Yeah, he's dead. He's gone. Uh, Did you notice that they like shot really quickly to like, we have an ambulance outside waiting and it was clearly a hearse? <laughs> yeah, it was, Is that it was a like joke? A, it was God, like, it was so a... Hard. It was a dressed up Ghostbusters hearse. Wood paneled wagon or something. You're like, no, you really, you actually do need an ambulance though. (laughs) Nah, too much, cost too much. I have a a clip of some of the announcers. Uh... Remember, McCorkle has a bad, actually broken right angle. How will she handle the wall of death? Nice whip there by the T-Bird twins. 
She gets two points on the wall, as does the flea, but then goes down, perhaps because of that right ankle, coming across the jump, and that opens it up for that woman to flee. You think, buddy? You think it's because her fucking bones aren't fitting the other right? <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, during that Debbie with a bad ankle, like, every time she's skating, they just announce everyone else who has ankle injuries, which is most of the cast. Um <laughs> yeah. You can just assume. And her name is, of course, the corker, Debbie McCorkle. Yeah, Debbie McCorkle. Makes me laugh every time. I have another Debbie uh, announcement. Jetting in the black helmet will be the flea, Paula Wilson. And there goes the corker, Debbie McCorkle. Interesting story. Born legally blind. She now has recovered sight in one eye. Still sees only shapes and colors in the other. But look at her go. <laughs> she's, got, she's got one ankle, legally blind. <laughs> I only see big blurry triangles, but look at her go. That's the best casting to do. But once you understand the rules, you start to see the flaws in the structure. Like it's a one minute roller skate through roller skate race through a human minefield uh, with a very unsafe fake fight while they reset everything. Uh, there's footage of a woman hating the camera and then they reset. And so once you see the structure, you're like, this is not a show. This is fucking crazy because there's also no stakes in anything because the, the score is rarely updated. It's not on the screen ever. So you have to just wait for the announcers to remind you like, oh, it's like 80 to 20. I don't fucking know. They cut after the race to the Roller Games Sports Central, which is ostensibly a sports show that will keep us up on like what's going on in the league. It's a it's like a guy in a uh, like a Walgreens Trump wig. It's it's very, very aggressively strange hair, hair choice. And he's just screaming about what we just watched. So he interviews the cranky old lady and she's just fucking pissed. She's like, okay, I fucking hate you. And he's like, OK. Uh, and that's it. That's the update. They cut back to the race. Uh, but that's not news. It's just it's just the same useless thing that we already saw. Anyway, the next matchup, they do the Rockers versus the Violators. And uh, we haven't talked about the Rockers outfits yet, but they're dressed uh, exactly like you're picturing. They're just Trapper Keeper from head to toe. I wrote uh, they look like a gem episode. They look like the Misfits yeah, from Gem. They do. With, with little variation. They look, yeah, that's a perfect way to describe them. Uh, the Violators, we mentioned Skull uh, and how they're based in the Oakland Raiders. Mr. Mean is on this team, and he was the 1970 Rookie of the Year. So he's been doing this for 20 years. Uh, he's the guy who went over the wall, so he's probably dead. This was probably his last appearance. <laughs> this is how you retire. <laughs> for a retirement plan for a, for a roller gamer. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, they, they keep trying to introduce these people like, okay, got to meet the rockers, but it's like, they don't have their pictures on the screen on their nicknames. We're meeting 60 people. I guarantee that after the 13 episodes of this show, there's not a single person alive who could name all 60 racers. It's just too many people. Nobody gets enough airtime. Um, oddly enough, I remember Charles Saunders for not having a nickname. I was going to say <laughs> yeah. the ones without a nickname for sure are forgotten, but no, that was a bold choice and it's rewarded. I remember Sweet Stephanie because uh, we're talking about generally to throw them off the track, they hit the railing and then that person sort of stops themselves with their arms and then does a front flip and hopefully only takes a four foot fall. Sometimes they take like a 12 foot fall. Sweet Stephanie fucks up the footwork and goes under the the railing uh, and she like slaps the back of her hull, the skull on the cement. Like her helmet has already fallen off and she just goes shooting horizontally off slap slaps the back of her skull and it cuts to a bunch of school kids watching her like try to 
navigate a, an amateur pro wrestling match after that. Like she gets up, she's like, I'm okay. And then gets knocked on the back of her head again. Cause she's in roller skates and can't stand. And I don't know. I just love it. I, as a fan of dumb violence, watching these people just fucking go for it with no idea what they're doing. It, it, it kind of makes me jealous. It kind of makes me miss being young. Why would it, why would it make you miss being young when there are 60 year old men out there doing it? Go do yeah. that right now. That's and you right. would be just 1970s rookie of the year. Mr. Me. <laughs> Maybe like this dude used to have two ankles. Yeah, they just and now he's legally blind. 2001's rookie of the year. Sean baby. <laughs> Uh, well, now I've got to do it. Now that's, now that's my goal in life. They have these little production packages, too, to explain the team. So the rockers are, it's really complicated. They're roller skaters, but they're also, of course, rock and roll musicians. They explain this 70 different ways, every single one of them running. I took a clip, but I when I played it back, I'm like, this is fucking intolerable. I'm not, I'm not playing this for the listeners. Uh, so... <laughs> Well, I like to sell their celebrity. They show them getting out of a limo to like 14 extras that they've hired. And then, of course, he's he plants his hands in the traditional guitar center bowl of sand. Yes. It was like, oatmeal. Wasn't that yeah, it's oatmeal? A big bunch of oatmeal? It's a big bunch of fucking nothing. And you're like, <laughs> because they can't afford us. cement, I guess. Right. So they have, it's, it's raised up like a birthday cake. Like, like he's going to put his hands in the sidewalk, but instead of that, it's like, what if it was just like a big wet birthday cake of oatmeal? Again, I think you're right that in, you know, 480p, this is, this is probably scans. You're like, yeah, that's close enough. (laughs) Nobody, technology will never make fools of us. (laughs) Uh, But in the, in the race that they have a new tactic, one guy, the jetter just bashes everyone on the other team to make his way through so that like, I feel like that's the, the meta. I feel like that's the OP meta for roller games is just to punch everyone in the back of the fucking neck. And, um, this was the first time I noticed the crowd cause the, the, the cameraman cut to someone in the crowd and she looked like, uh, uh, not Beverly Hillbillies. What was the other Hillbilly show? Green Acres. Green Acres. It looked like the, like the old lady from Green Acres and she was like just frowning. Yeah, frowning at the camera in a way that was very theatrical. I'm like, what is going on? And then the, even the announcer says, who was that? And then, <laughs> like the viewer, he gets no answer. So I feel like that was her. That was supposed to be a celebrity lookalike for like that actress. Who, <laughs> but the remember. announcer didn't get it. I guess it's a scan for anybody. <laughs> was did, we not, there? did we have to go with Rob Smith? I mean, he's notorious <laughs> for his shoddy lookalikes. <laughs> Uh, and then, God, they show uh, a guy jumping on another guy's face, dick first. Guy goes like 15 miles an hour to zero in zero seconds with a human pelvis on his skull. <laughs> they did this move a few times in a few oh, places. Yeah. It's, just, it's just an, ag- I wrote it down as the aggressive crotch placement. <laughs> <laughs> there were a few sustained homoerotic shots of like, did you catch one of like two guys just sort of like gasping and sweating desperately at each other? And like yeah. they held the moment a little too long. And I was like, well, it's kind of hot. Yeah, what's, Where's this what's going? going on here? What's the plot here? Yeah, everything about this show is so sexy. For kids. It- yeah, for kids, yes. Uh, the, they give a gator update. Uh, they remind us that if they tie, there's gators. And they do, they do an interview with Animal. And I love this interview so much because the main thrust of his of what he's trying to get across, he's like, I don't understand why they call these man-eaters. They're part of a show. They're real athletes. These gators. I just, it's the fucking best. Like, where's he going with this? What page is he on? He says, he's, they're, he says exactly they're part of the sport. 
just as much as the players. Yes. Yeah. They're like, he's like, stop treating them like they're a hazard. They're like, they're athletes. Like someone like, esports are a real sport. <laughs> they have like long traditional alligator pit. You know this. Why are we making it a, a big deal? Uh, the, the next race, uh, I there's a guy named Roblox and he pulled off Mr. Mean's belt and beat him with it. And I say, if you pull off Mr. Mean's belt and whoop his own ass with it, that's your nickname now. You are Mr. Pooty Tang Mean. That's, that's fucking canon. The, the announcers get like real specific about it. They say he is undressing Mr. Mean. He is taking his belt and he is giving him a very good spanking. Oh, yeah. Even they make it weird. Like, uh, they're like, no, I don't want you to mistake this for an ass whooping. This is very sexual, listeners. They go to commercial break, and I just took a clip of the fucking madness here. I can't believe this alligator controversy. It has totally gone out of hand. Ms. Georgia Haas, what are you up to? This is absolutely crazy. What's next? Donald Trump is president? What the fuck was that? Give me some entertainment. Here now is DC Catching the Sports theme song. Admittedly. I did the whole song. Stop. Most of that song is him just listing towns. Which is the rest of that song is just him listing towns that they swear to God they're going to get to someday. Right. But he calls what's next Donald Trump as president in 1989. I don't know enough about the era, enough about Donald Trump. I don't think he was political at all then. No, I feel like he might have done an Oprah interview. And I think they just always asked rich people like if they were going to be president. Then they asked him that. And but he, he witch cursed us. Uh, I'm going to call yeah. it right there. Uh, this fucking David Sams uh, is a witch and should be burned as such. It's, it, this is his fault. He did it. 100% agree. 100% well, it's agree. Not, it's, but it, it just captures that era. It's the, it's the American psycho Wolf of Wall Street mm-hmm. zeitgeist of like, you know, greed is good. Robert Creek, the whole, that was the package that was in the same way where post, um, you know, early millennial recession wealth is de class A and it's very poor taste and gauche to talk about wealth or be a millionaire or a nepo baby or whatever, right. because the stock market was so out of control. It was extremely into aspire to the, that kind of a, of a parody of a person. And that, and that's also why dictators succeed on, on in a, in a sociopolitical sense, because it's, it's somebody who, who believes and eats their own shit and believes their own brand that people are just drawn to that, that populist stink. There's your little poli sci class. Um, <laughs> it, it was very, like very deliberate. Like you guys are talking about how the, the, um, that interstitial nonsense news anchor guy is mm-hmm. made to look like Donald Trump. It was not yeah. an accident. Couldn't Completely deliberate. Especially with the dumbass hel- helmet hair, but it was just sort of like he's such a clown. Wouldn't it be funny? Hilarious if this guy actually. Well, that's what happens. We can't have that's nice things. But that's yep. how it works. You just you, you elevate you. El- Nobody wants to clean the shit in the room, and everyone just sort of steps around and laughs, and then suddenly it's president. I still think the announcer was a roller witch and should be burned. As <laughs> you both make very good points. Thank you. More importantly, the T Birds had their own theme song. And as they file onto the figure eight concourse. Let's take a closer look at this very special team. <laughs> Damn it, fucking the soundtrack fucking kicks everybody, gets the highest effort explanation via song, even the alligators. <laughs> Speaking of high effort, they cut to a on location sketch 
with the fucking World War II bomber. What are we gonna do? Jump out of the airplane! That's right, jump out of an airplane. Son, we have no parachute for you. <laughs> no sweat <coach. laughs> So they they don't give a shit. He doesn't care that he doesn't have a parachute. They rotoscope him into the shot, falling without a parachute, and then he lands it. Like they drop him off of like the back of a truck so it looks like he fell from the sky and just rolls with it. And this is so, so much more than they had to do. Like this was too big of an idea for a sketch. And the producer's like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go film it. We'll hire a special effects team. Let's jump your roller skating team out of a plane. And they just, they didn't have to do that. And they did. And now, and, uh, are you guys worried at all that us not having uh, life-saving safety equipment for one of our performers <laughs> is uh, going to be kind of on the nose? No? We can't, no, we'll we just roll it. Oh, okay. Yeah. We don't Push him out of that airplane. Yeah. We spent so much on the rotoscoping team uh, and the skydiving team to dress like our guys. Uh, the next, they have the violator sketch, and they have like this huge like CD arm wrestling bar. They're doing a stomp performance in this smoky warehouse and they're chainsawing a big wad of meat. Which is what I, I as, a, as a bad boy, exactly what I did with all of my That's friends. That's how, how I make every lunch. Uh, Skull eats a cigarette. It's just perfection and so high budget. Um, the narration on that is, uh, there's there's a line. Oh my God, how do I pick one line? He, <laughs> he, he's, he starts giving them the, the traditional 80s tough guy speech. He's like, the only thing they love more than motorcycles is inflicting pain. Well, you were supposed to say roller skating there, but okay. <laughs> but he says, there are some things the violators won't do, but nobody knows what they are. <laughs> okay. They, they romp and they stomp. They savage and they ravage. They'll do anything to win. And then they cut to him doing this really cute little stomping dance that they yeah. did throughout. It's, it's adorable. It's, it's straight up adorable. Adorable. And then he takes this fucking hard left turn because this is what I like the most about this show is that they'll have these tropes that you can rely on. You could have just said, these are the evil biker teams, yada, yada, yada. They're going to fight the American ones. Just like you could have said, here's the Rambo mercenaries. You didn't have to be like, they're dictated by the stars and they follow, they follow an insane monk, especially since you were going to cut them completely from the show. And so instead of relying just on like, these are the bad bikers, he says, their keeper is Skull. He's the cranial commander. He only answers to one God. And you're like, okay, you know, he only answers to one God and that's victory. You know he's, what he's going to say. And he says, he only answers to one God and that's Gamba, the all powerful. <laughs> and then it shows him feeding money to Gamba, like to worship Gamba, you must feed him money. Like what the right. fuck world building is going on here? <laughs> and then when they cut out of that, he goes, and you know, they're excellent skaters. Yeah, they're fine. They're good competitors. So in my notes, I have a, a spot where uh, we were talking earlier about how the icebox tries to stop a beating and Million Dollar Babies himself, like all 357 lovable pounds, falls on his own neck. And I, I feel like this is about the 20th pro wrestling spot in the episode, and all 20 of them were catastrophic failures. This entire sport is a death sentence. And it is narrated by these men. I have a clip. I'd like to see the icebox give Mr. Mean the deep freeze play. That would really give him a cold spell. And in his mean streak once and for all. There he is, 357 pounds, the icebox. At one time, Chuck, he actually won a hamburger eating contest. How many burgers did he uh, eat at one time? 27? The box in one sitting rifled down 24 big maps. Oh, so I was off by two. Made so the local I... newspapers for it. Flawless. <laughs> Here's a clumsy pun I 
wrote earlier, uh, oh, you hated it? Uh, I'll make up a new one. What's that about the burgers? I don't fucking remember any of this shit. <laughs> like, one of them is doing some way better work than the other. Like, I yeah. said the thing about her dyeing her hair to steal power from her enemy, and you're bringing yeah. this fucking Big Mac shit? Are you kidding? <laughs> Uh, they show the power play of the week, which was when Mr. Mean got triple whipped over the wall. Uh, again, maybe on purpose, maybe on a terrible accident. Uh, I feel like some of these clips are taken from alternate universes where they died because I don't know. It just doesn't, none of it quite makes sense. Um, they do a bit here. I really liked where skinny mini leapfrogs over someone. And then she goes under someone else's legs. And this is so silly. Uh, but it's kind of fun. And I feel like if all the racing was this, if all the racing was dumb pro wrestling sketches, like I would forgive that it's fake. Cause like they're doing stunts, but, um, but I think this shatters any reality they had. Like anyone over four now knows that, Oh, I, Oh shit. Even the racing is fixed. Uh, and I, like, I remember the sequence from when I was a kid, like that's the impression it gave to me is that I, I remember thinking like, that's what the sport should be. Like, look at that. That lady just leaping over people and she's skinny. So they can't stop her. She's using her, her tiny size to her advantage. Uh, but anyway, the, the point is uh, they don't really care about these people. And they're like, get on out there and try some random shit. Maybe it'll work. I think around here is the point where they discover one move that they will use to the end of this show, which is that they trick two of their opponents into hitting each other. Yes. And like they discovered that was so cool that they use it at least five more times every round. Like by the end, the entire like last match is nothing except for them, like ducking and the other team ramming each other from impossible directions. Cause you're all supposed to be going one direction. <laughs> yep. But they somehow every time they move, there's somebody just fucking skating full speed to clothesline their teammate. <laughs> Which again, I, I feel is it's very fun. And if and if we all agreed this wrestling this is fake, this is the wrestling on roller skates. They do a behind the scenes package I thought was really weird. Cause it wasn't a behind the scenes package at all. It's mostly it looks like just the exact sizzle reel they used to sell the show. Yeah, they were selling um, it and it's exactly sold to yeah. the syndicators. I think yeah. they even have little like text scrolls at the bottom. Yeah. They're just explaining how awesome and sexy it is. But like we just watched an hour of it. We fucking know. But but what it it does is it helps you put it all together outside the pace and spectacle of the event itself, which is just in the same pace. And, and you, you see that this thing must just hemorrhage money. Like moving the set is probably a fleet of trucks. And even if you paid the skaters, the cheerleaders and the staff slave wages, and you know, they fucking did, you're still just, there's so much they have to pay for here. And uh, it's those wide shots when all 60 men and women are dancing and it's got a full crowd and all this equipment. I'm like, yeah, this this probably lost them 20 grand every time they did this. I mean, you could see it in that intro. Like, you could hear the spectacle <laughs> through the, the sound clip we played. But it's it's all that chaos too. They just invested in everything, like unrelated explosions and crazy spotlights, more graphics, and a cast of dozens and whole stadiums that need to be taken over by this thing. It's it is just. It is the an unmedicated budget free for all. Just or too medicated. I mean, I, I used to it used to be such a joke of like, oh yeah, cocaine in the eighties. But the older I get, the more I do see it in productions <laughs> from that time. Now it's Gladiators not a joke. Now it's this. like, oh, 
no, you see it in the eighties. <laughs> uh, they got some decent sponsorships on the show. I didn't, I didn't catch them all, but I saw Vans and LA Gear and just sort of like Pepsi. brands of the era. Mm-hmm. Luscious lady butt pads. Now for him, Ron Smith celebrity lookalikes. <laughs> they're four out of ten. I mean, they'll have to tell your friends who they're supposed to be, but they're fun at parties. Uh, they have an interview with Skinny Minnie and Sweet Stephanie, and in the middle of the interview, Skinny Minnie hits Sweet Stephanie in the fucking neck with like this terribly mistimed slap that just, it's just a neck slap. She just like hits her in the fucking neck. I'm like, these people do not have the training to pretend to fight in front of others. But they're uh, all on roller skates, so every time yeah, they yes. get it wrong, they eat shit, and that's for real. <laughs> that's the real part, is that they eat shit and bash their head on the ground. And so, but okay, the, the sport is now very deliberate. Like, they're trying to manufacture a tie because they want the gator pit to get used in the pilot episode. Check off so, gator. Uh, yeah, check off gator. So they're they're ready to bring the gators in, and Animal, he's like, wants to reassure us, like, the gators, they do not favor any team. <laughs> Unbiased gators. <laughs> It implies that he could have trained them to hate the violators or something, but he didn't. Uh, well, I don't know why you brought it up. Oh, I brought it up? I, no, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> the true judge of man's nature is alligator. <laughs> uh, they did a really weird trick I, I took a note of where Mr. Mean like ends up going backwards. And he's kind of shoving himself along with his hands. And then he asks for someone to give him a whip. And his teammate comes up, grab. Do you have this in your notes? Yeah. (laughs) He pretends he's stuck backwards and he can't get out of skating backwards. So his teammate comes up and just throws him over the (laughs) railing. Throws him over the railing. I have no idea what they were going for. It's strange for this sport, but it would just be psychopathic if this was a real sport. Like, it's just, there's no universe where what they do makes sense. It was very awkward, too. That that backwards skate, like, it lasted for 15 seconds. It was way too long. He was going really slow. It was very deliberate, but it it just didn't. There was no uh, climax there. It just lingered. Yeah, what were you going for? Like, what was was the payoff to this? I have a feeling, like, maybe there was supposed to be another person involved because a lot of this is, like, somebody legitimately crashes when they were supposed to be ahead, and so the person behind them will also crash and be like, okay, well, I'm, whoops. Yeah, this had to have just been a box spot. A lot of times in the choreography, it'll be like somebody was clearly supposed to hit you here, so they just go over the rail on their own. I think there was supposed to be something else happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think it's hard to improvise when you're going 15 miles an hour on roller skates and there's <laughs> yeah. like eight people in your way. I think this is a scientific study to prove that. <laughs> Which, again, is another case for just make it a real sport. Like... Uh, when I first turned on the show, I thought it was a real sport. And then while they're doing the reset, they do the little pro wrestling like yeah. choke matches. Monster Wars. That's, yeah, that's just how they fill the time. But no, no, the whole thing is fake. And and this proves it because they very, very carefully get this tie. And so now uh, they bring out the gators. We learned there's four gators. Three of them are seven footers. The 10 footer is Roller Gator, the one they wrote the song about. And okay, and here's, you're not going to believe me unless you've actually seen it. But the two competitors in the sudden death gator fight they wear fucking gator hoods like the, hold on they are not members of the team they are reserved specifically for the gator skaters if this happens right. so each team has a skater has that a specializes skater. in gators and will only be used in the event yes. of alligator and now only two of them and the only way they can win now and this man on man is to win a six lap sprint or beat the shit out of each other and throw one in the alligator pit. Yeah. You'll never guess what happens. <laughs> they look like Sleesex, kind of, from Land of the Lost. And uh, he goes in, and the first thing he does after he gets shoved into the gator pit is this 
very specific gator wrangler like thumb move to like jam it into the gator's mouth. Like it just looks like something you would only do if you're a professional gator torturer or nothing else. Like it's, yeah, he immediately just reaches into his mouth and the gator's like, okay, I know what this is. Yeah, I've done this before. To me, this rules because they're trying to sell this on two roller skaters falling into an alligator pit and immediately like the fiction is destroyed because they get a close-up of him doing this fucking gator taming thing. So I'm just saying like all the things that could have gone wrong in the show and all the things we saw go wrong and they still tried to do this. They still tried to sell us that these are two ordinary roller skaters that f- might fall into a gator pit. Uh, I, I also, this is the only time they ever use the gator pit of the 13 episodes. Uh, this was, this was it. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, they realized this was a look, we're barely qualified to slap each other while roller skating. Right. This is but, a bad idea. But to give you an idea of how like how much this idea resonated, I was 13 when this came out, way, way old enough to figure out exactly what they're doing. Like, oh, they're going to dump this gator tamer in here one time. But even then, I've been walking around for like 30 years, like sure that they had this fucking gator pit that at any point could come into play, that, that, the, the, that there's a group of roller skaters crazy enough to agree to maybe get eaten by alligators. Uh, and... Like until I rewatched it, I didn't realize how how they faked it. But you know, that's man. Until Frida told me, I assumed all roller derby was centered around the gator pit. <laughs> Not my experience. All the uh, all the animals in Orange County were just board housewives. Hey, oh, it's a whole roller games ends it differently. Uh, you're not going to believe this, but they ended it uh, like it did everything else with a bunch of explosions and fucking. They have every star of roller games come out and just panted the camera for a very sexy well, song playing it. Well, another expositional theme song plays. <laughs> yeah. A different one. <laughs> Jack, you are an American hero. This is the wrong ending. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. You just named two files ending. <laughs> And yet, the Sith. The perfect, the perfect way to go out. Super fighters, and in this corner, super fighters, super fighters, kick his ass, super fighters. Einstein, Hunter, Frankfurt. The 9,000th annual Monster Dog Rally Supreme, the only monster truck rally where the trucks are also huge angry men and also hot dogs, plus at least one other thing, maybe more, always more, all your favorites are here, Three Finger Louie, the only truck that plays the blues, Aaron Croston, Adrian H., Aiden Moat, 
Alpha Scientist Chavo, sworn truck enemy of Dr. Truckopolis. On Andy Armando Nava, Badger, the feral truck. That implies you can tame a truck. You can't. Benjamin Cyronin, Bim Talzer, Brandon Garlock, the truck magician. What's that behind your ear? It's a truck. Brian Saylor, Brianne Whitney, Barry Tumat, the adult truck, a full-grown truck. Cyril, Rev, Chance McDermott, Chris Brower, Clementine Danger, the truck who sees a therapist. Curious Glare, Dan B, truck therapist. Dat FM Entertainment, Dean Costello, Donald Finney, Dr. Awkward. Dusty's rad title, three child trucks in a trench coat trying to sneak into this R-rated truck rally. Eric Spaulding, every zig, fancy shark. Jellaho, the well-hung truck and the reason this truck rally needs an R-rating. Greg Cunningham, Hambone, Haraka, Harvey Penguini, the hot truck. That's not a sex thing, it's overheating. Hot fart, the hot truck. Also not a sex thing, it's stolen. Honk, the hot truck. Who doesn't know it, so it's still pretty attainable. Jaber Al Aiden, Jet Oroski, Jim Salter, AKA Dr. Truckopolis. John Dean, John Hector McFarlane, John McCammon, the truck who graduated college. John Minkoff, Joseph Searles, Josh Fabian, Josh Quicksall, the truck who's a billionaire. Not the driver, it's the truck itself. Josh S, Joshua Graves, Ken Paisley, K-N-M, M. Jahi Chappelle knows truck jitsu. Mac Miserable is the only truck who knows how to counter truck jitsu. Matt Riley, Max Baroy, the man who swore revenge on all truck kind. Nobody tell him he's also a truck. Michael Lair, Michael Wells, Mickey Loman, Mike Styles, AKA Dr. Truckenstein, Moju, AKA Truckenstein's monster. Truck. ND, Neil Bailey, Neil Shaper, Neku 104. <laughs> The truck, who's a man, who's a jungle cat, who's an urban vigilante, who's a little bit sassy. Nick Ralston, Ozzy Olin, Patrick Herps, Rachel, the mood truck. Don't assume you know what the colors mean. Pink is for destruction. Rhiannon, Sarkovsky, Sean Chase, Spotty Reception. Supernaut, the Funkadelic truck who became lost in time and is now King of the Dinosaurs and prefers to be called King Funkalicious Truckosaurus Rex Third. Ted H, the coward truck who assassinated the great King Funkalicious Truckosaurus Rex Third. Thomas Cavazos, Timmy Leahy, Tom Sakula, Tommy G, Waylon Russell, Yanis Ionitis, the only truck to discover a new type of cave salamander. Yosarian and featuring the truck sensation sweeping truck nation. Kids love it, moms want it, dads 
begrudgingly respect it, even if they'll never admit it. Come on down this Sunday and see the one and only Toasty God, the truck-eating truck.